So, do you ever think about how Chuck E. Cheese... I always think about Chuck E. Cheese. But do you ever think about specifically how it was really just a lesson in economics and, and capitalism? Honestly, yeah. It's I learned more from Chuck E. Cheese than from economics classes in, in college. Because think about it, right? You go into Chuck E. Cheese. You look around. You have all the options in front of you. The world is your oyster, right? Yeah, the reused and, pizza. And Yeah, you got, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you have the option. You have a choice. You can either go do the stuff that's fun, that you want to do, the games you want to play that don't give you very many tickets, or you can do the games you don't really like, but they give you more tickets, right? Right. And you realize this when you go and you play all the fun games. You do the stuff you want to do, right? You're actually having a good time and enjoying yourself. And then you go to the shop, and the shopkeep is like Little Master. Because this was the 1800s when I went to Chuck E. Cheese. Of course. Uh, Little Master. What are you you buying? (laughs) (laughs) You can't buy anything above this shelf. And you're looking at it, and it's like erasers and like a single Tootsie Roll. And you're like... You know, half that Tootsie Roll's been eaten, but no, you're but like, not even the real one. It's like those colored Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, those yeah, really nasty ones. Yeah, and it's been it was eaten by a rat, Chuck, uh, yeah. Cheese, yeah, Mister uh, Cheese himself, or as my dad called it, Up Chucky Cheese. Yes, ex- indeed. And so you look and you think, man, I I didn't realize that I was living in such abject poverty that I can only afford the eraser or this Tootsie Roll. Shopkeep, what must I do to find wealth? And you, the shopkeep says, young master. <laughs> You must go and do the things which thou dost not want to do. It sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> I know. Not Well, that's not what I mean. I mean, go play the games that give you the most tokens. You know the one with the big tower of power and literally the whole game is just hitting a button and trying to hit it at the right place to get the most tickets. That's where you got to go. But, sir, that game's not fun. Life isn't fun, boy. Get out of here. And you go mm-hmm. and you stand there and you press your button. Until you eventually have enough tokens for the thing that you want. And by the time you get the thing that you wanted, you don't really want it that much anymore. And that, my friend, is economics. Thank you. I love this TED Talk. Yep. Sponsored by Chuck E. Cheese. (gasps) The the bias. Come have our olive pizzas. It's nothing but olives. Not even pizza. Literally, it's a plate of olives. You want water? You can have some. It's tap. Yeah. Actually, it came from the cans that we got our olives from. It's just olive water. It's just, it's all of the water. All of the water. Come on down to Chuck E. Cheese. Welcome to the Zeitgeist Podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's my episode. Welcome to the Zeitgeist Podcast. My name is Greg. <laughs> my name is Nick. I thought you were, like, leading in to, like, the, the whole episode. So, I was like, wait, I will. F- no, that wasn't the episode. That was the cold it. open. I just, okay. That's just something I was thinking about. I was like, about. where's this Chuck E. Cheese angle going besides capitalism? It's like, Chuck, is it going to be like Five Nights at Freddy's where, like, he's actually alive and no, kills kids? It's just something I was thinking about. Sometimes I just think things and I share them but with honestly, people on the podcast. Right, cause I'm like, saying. For a while, it's like, oh, I need to get 20 tickets to get the little sticky hand that'll stick to my wall and never come off. Right. Or you use it twice and then it'll never stick to anything again. You know? It's just... It, it taught me a lot, and now I realize why I, at my job, will continue to just push a button or a couple uh, and eventually get paid for it. It's like the Stanley Parable. Yeah, it's like the – oh, I remember the Stanley Parable. We did a did, – did we do a Let's Play of that one, or was that we just did. for fun? We did. I went through my whole channel recently. We oh, did you found do it? like a three-episode – we did like one or two of the endings. There's like a billion okay. endings. Okay, there's too many, too many. Well, they re-released it like two years ago with new endings and stuff. It was oh, fun. Nice. 
All right, well, let's get into the episode. Yeah. <clears throat> what you guys came here for. That's why I'm here. Now, let's... Let me paint a picture. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I mean, not as dramatic of a picture as I did with Chuck E. Cheese's. Then um, that one was visceral. You're always painting pictures. I'm always painting stuff. pictures. Bob Ross, like Bob Ross. Yep, yep. I'm. I've I've learned a lot from him and all the people he's killed. Oh yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so okay. Imagine. It's New Year's Eve. All right. And you're ready to ring in the new year, with your. Uh, boyfriend not not fiance boyfriend. my boyfriend yeah okay. your boyfriend well no in this case you're 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 a female you're living in australia okay i'm a female and i yep. have a boyfriend yep okay. yep and um he's 36 years old can i be named it's, samantha uh you know her name isn't listed so you, sh- you sure can okay i this am samantha. I, I i will be the character of samantha all right and you have to do an aussie accent because you're from new south wales all right <laughs> i'm samantha <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway so samantha her boyfriend paul um, G'day. Was, <laughs> I'm Paul. was going to see his financial guy. It's oh. in quotes in the article, so I'm quoting. But financial it's, it's a financial guy. Drug dealer. And he sent, uh, he sent her a text and said, hey, I'll be back tonight. We'll celebrate New Year's Eve. But first, I got to see my financial guy. Mm-hmm. But then, tragedy struck. <gasps> a 36-year-old Paul Iera, I-E-R-A, Iera, I think, um, was kidnapped by, quotes, Middle Eastern men and was being held hostage over a $7,000 dirt bike. What? Yes. Oh, no, my dirt bike. Oh, my dirt bike. I don't know why. You, I can't, can't, you can't have it. You can't have my dirt bike. <laughs> we, we can't do the Aussie accent. I'm We're so terrible. It. It's the worst accent. I'm going to try a couple accents here because I have to be the Middle Eastern man as well. Oh, God. So anyway, what happened was she was waiting patiently. Probably sipping some champagne early. You know, it's 5 o'clock, so, you know, we'll get down a little well, bit. it's the new year. Yeah, it's not even, I mean, it doesn't have to be midnight to be a little drunk. You know what I'm saying? Same. I, I could be a little bit drunk at 6 a.m. I'm drunk right now. I, I could be. It is 6 p.m. So. It's, yeah, I, I see. I thought it was a.m. That's how That's how messed oh, up I am. Um, okay. And so, <laughs> so she's sitting there just waiting. He's going to see his financial guy. Normal process. And then she gets this message. A very concerning message. Some might call it alarming. From the Middle Eastern men that took Paul. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> He's me. That's that's a Russian man. <laughs> Whatever. It's close enough. <laughs> Thank you for sending Paul to me. Now, payback is a B. It says it says B with four stars after it, so I don't know what word they could possibly be saying. So I'm I just wonder. Say B. I it wonder. could be any. Yeah. Payback is a B. Bye-bye. A beach. It said, it's a beach. A beach. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it says bye-bye. But then, further text. But I'm going to be fair, okay? We will keep him with us until the morning when he gives us his bike and we call square. No one's touching him. My word, I'll give you, hun. H-U-N. Okay. Love you, bye. He didn't say that. So anyway. (laughs) Love you, kiss kiss. (laughs) Kiss kiss. See you soon. Gossip girl. Paul is dead. (laughs) Oh, He's Paul, over. Like Paul is dead, the yeah. Beatles thing? No, this guy's name is also Paul. Ooh. Yeah. But also, McCartney is dead. Yes. yes. So so they say. So so I claim. I, I killed him myself. It was me. I killed, I killed, I killed, Paul, I killed Paul McCartney. McCartney. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, I, don't, I don't know where that accent was. I, but I'm it the was, Paul killer. <laughs> it was some foreign accent, and so I'm assuming that's what they sounded like. Anyway, so uh, his girlfriend, who is unnamed, Samantha, 
Oi. Um, she went on to do the logical thing and alert the police. Now, she could have just brought them the dirt bike. Right? Well, I mean, they didn't give her, like, a place to go unless they did. Oh, wait. Did, I, I read that whole message, and I don't know if they did. Like, Hold where on. would you, like, um... No, it's, okay. We'll keep him with us till the morning when... And when is spelled W-E-N. And fair is spelled W-A-R-E. Um, Maybe English wasn't their first language. It, that's what I'm saying. These Middle Eastern guys, right? Uh, and Okay, when he gives us his bike, we call it square. No one's touching him. My word, I'll give you, hun. Okay. So... Yeah, that's the message. So I guess Paul has to make the decision here. So she's like, well, she could just trust in Paul and say, well, he's going he's gonna to give him the bike, right? Surely. Right. But Paul doesn't come back. It's New Year's Day. She alerts the authorities, right? Naturally speaking. And the authorities begin a widespread search for Paul Iera. Now, there's news articles. There's people with posters everywhere. There's billboards. Have you seen this man? He's 36 years old. He's from Wollongong, South, New South Wales. That's the real name of his town. Right. Um, he's been kidnapped. We need your help. 10.30 the next day. The she police, rang in the new year alone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he ring in the new year alone? Or did he have Middle Eastern men <laughs> to, to comfort he's him? He's locked up. It's like, hey, hey, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. <laughs> Where does bike? <laughs> Tomorrow you die, but tonight we drink. <laughs> come on, uh, come <laughs> vodka. Yeah, because I, I, I guess I'm Russian. Yeah, okay. I don't know what they drink in the Middle East. I don't know. Do do, uh, do they drink? I'm, I'm do sure they, some people do. I'm sure they get down in Dubai. I am positive. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. I'm thinking like a gin. those Dubai I'm, folks I'm like do know how to party. Like a gin, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it could be gin. It's kind of girly, but like, yeah, you can maybe yeah. like a gin. Yeah, maybe some rum. Maybe a rum. A yeah, rum. Some, yeah, yeah, some Captain Morgan. Yeah, I yeah. see rum. Just rum. some White Claw. <laughs> some White Claw. Yeah, just just few White Claws here. Hey, bro, let's just pop. The, hey. I have White Claw. I have White Claw. You it's want? I give. It's, it's very fun. <laughs> Remind me of you. Remind me of you. I am twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so young, but you, you almost did. You almost did. <laughs> I have a lot of life to live. <laughs> I am single and ready to mingle. <laughs> ready to mingle, yes. So, okay. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like... I'm starting to sound like the Count from Sesame Street 2. <laughs> one. Ah, ah. <laughs> one white claw. Ah, ah. We'll ah. cut off one finger. Ah, ah. ah. Okay. <laughs> now you can only count to nine. <laughs> only have nine white claw. Ah, ah, <laughs> The ah. mob boss Count <laughs> from Sesame Street. <laughs> like, if you don't pay up, I will count the seconds you have left to leave. We need one motorbike. Ah, ah, ah. And seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So, anyway, he was he was kidnapped, but at ten thirty a.m., the police discovered Paul Iera in his own van. Confused? Me too. So was Samantha. Let's roll back the tape. A text was sent to Samantha on New Year's Eve, stating, I need to see my financial guy. A couple of hours later, another text was sent, which that almost illegible message about needing the motorbike and that he's kidnapped and what, whatever. So was that like from his phone? That it that was from okay. his phone. It was indeed. What Paul had done was send a text to Samantha, who is girlfriend or fiance or something, um letting her know that basically he wouldn't be home that night because he was kidnapped and was being held for ransom. What he had actually done... <sighs> Paul. Oh, God. Paul, Paul, Paul. 
What he had actually done was gone to see one of his favorite call girls, if you will. Oh my God. Prostitutes. Uh, strumpets, even. And he decided he wanted to ring in the new year with this this woman and pay her for it, naturally. It was her job. Apparently she was good at it because he was willing to fake his own kidnapping for it. But yeah, he wanted to ring in the new year with her. They were doing their thing, getting, getting busy with it. Um, and then he thought, I'll just show back up at home and be like, babe, you won't believe the night I had. Let me tell you, the count was there. The count was there. <laughs> the count was holding me for ransom. It was crazy. He had a small cat, a small white cat in his lap, and he was petting it the whole It was just really weird. Um, but no, what happened instead was at 1030 that morning, police found Paul and determined that the story was absolutely false because afterwards they obtained CCTV footage of him with what they call a sex worker in the article. I don't know if that's derogatory or not, but... That's what they said. I think that I think that's okay. Sex worker. Sex worker. A sex worker. I think that's more um, a better than like pros- prostitute. Is it? Oh, it's like it's like if you're explaining it, I mm-hmm. think that's the more derogatory. Like sex work is like the more formal term. Okay, now. and I'll be honest, the the antiquated term strumpet. I don't know if that means a professional prostitute. Or I thought just... it was a nice cookie. Oh, like, <laughs> well, that's a strudel strum- <laughs> strumpet. <laughs> you go to the Girl Scouts. I'll take three boxes of strumpets, please. And they're like. <gasps> And uh, maybe two boxes of trollops. <laughs> and they're like, and come, come with me. Yeah, they'll be like, ah. <laughs> ah, you said the code <laughs> Suddenly, word. Suddenly what the accent appears, and they're like, I see. Come. I see. But then come, they, come. But they take you. The, I they will take, show you. They take you back, and it's not like sex work. It's actually just yeah. like secret cookies. Secret cookies. These like, ones you, have a little bit go of down, CBD in them. <laughs> you go down street, turn corner, and meet me there. I Wait get, until nightfall. Okay. And then you go, and <laughs> it's just cookies. But it's like the best cookies. Oh, but the best cookies, the yeah. The best cookies. And he says, $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> but you pay that. Yeah, right. Well, you pay it. For oh, the- honey, I'll be back. I got to go yeah. see my cookie guy. Yeah. Honey, trust me, it's worth it. I've got five strumpets and <laughs> two trollops that I'm going to go see. <laughs> it was the, the cookie, cookie monster. <laughs> Listen, trust me, when you see these strumpets, you'll believe me <laughs> that it was worth every penny. The Count is the front man, and the Cookie Monster is the supplier. He's the kingpin, dude. The Cookie <laughs> Monster is the kingpin. Uh, anyway, so they found CCTV footage of him with that sex worker uh, from his night of fun on New Year's Eve. I'm sure it was. Allegedly, the police had spent a staggering 200 hours investigating this hoax. So now, guess what? Paul's going to have to pay up anyway. Maybe even sell his motorbike. Because as a result of wasting all that police time, he has to pay over $16,000 in fines. Um, and also, he was sentenced to 18 months of community correction order, which I think is community service. I don't know. Um, however, it should be noted that those charges were unrelated to his fake kidnapping. Instead, it's because he possessed unauthorized firearms, possessed a prohibited weapon uh, without a permit, and he possessed ammunition without a license. Um, so anyway... He was also charged another fine of $500 for the firearm offenses. So in all, for his night, he spent probably a few hundred with his sex worker. Uh, he also spent 16000 for wasting police time for his fake kidnapping and another $550 because I guess he had guns on him at the time. I don't know. So all of this is to say that if you're going to fake your own kidnapping, um, maybe don't be such an idiot about it. 
okay. You see, this this relates to like a how to fit back to your previous episode of how to yeah, fake your own death. But I don't have many more stories like this. But I wanted to share it because there's really stupid people out there. There's some stupid like, people. What was the point about the motorbike? I don't know. Why did why bring up the motorbike? Like, was that just like as a cover story? Like, I got kidnapped, but like. Did they ever come? Did anyone ever come for the motorbike? And he was just gonna show back up. They just they that's, were fine. They just let me go. That's exactly that's the thing. Like he wouldn't he would have said like oh I talked my way out of it you know. But I'm just thinking like these like you know he's he said Middle Eastern men but like I'm thinking like there's like it's like a sheik or something right like it's, right. it's an Arab prince and he's like I want sorry I want your motorbike I will settle for nothing less I want you know? it. I give it no, and or just, you die. And I will just, kill you with my own hands. I, I would just be like, just take it. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's not worth your life. And but somehow he would just be like, oh no, we got we worked out a deal. You know, I don't know. But apparently he's got guns unauthorized. I mean, he's in Australia, so it's much harder to have a gun there. But like he's he's got guns that are unauthorized. I'm like, was he running guns? Like is that I don't know. Like he must have come up with this story based on something. And I wonder if he actually did do some underhanded dealings and then thought, well, that will be a good cover. Well, for one. But then why would you do that if you are going to, if she's probably going to call the police, which she is. And it's New Year's Eve and you have to see a financial guy on New Year's Eve. And a a sex worker. Like, how more stupid, like, my first, like, because, again, I don't know the context of their relationship, how long they've been together, how well they knew each other. Maybe he saw his... Maybe him seeing his financial guy was a very common occurrence because he was always Maybe. going to see some sex sex worker. I think it was. I think that's probably his code. And like, but why on New Year's Eve though? Like, is what, did she have like a a certain rate that was going to change? Like, oh hey, you know, like your deductible's going to go up. Yeah, right, the of the cost year. of living increase. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cost hey. of living. I got I got to raise my rates next year. So if you're going to do this, New Year's Eve is your I got last new, chance. The New Year's special. I, we go. We you want the around the world special on New Year's? I got a half off tonight. Oh my gosh, <laughs> around the world special. That's hilarious. I mean, honestly, like if you're in that line of work, why not charge a holiday rate and you can get a lot more, make yeah. more money. Uh, that, I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe it was a discount. Maybe it was like cheaper than the normal rate. Or maybe he it, it was something where he just got too connected to the sex I, worker. I, and it sounds like it because like he's taken some wild risks that he didn't. But need really to. stupid risks. Really like, stupid ones. Yeah. Because I I mean I've heard of like really smart people that have like like disappeared. Like this is another this is a tangent. Like I don't know if I've we talked about this before on an episode because like they. Like, you know Tiger King, right? The whole documentary about Tiger uh, of King? Of course I know Tiger King. You know, I know Tiger King personally. Oh, you're right. I forgot no, about that. No, I, I don't. But my, my brother did go to his zoo at one point, And he was, like, he was charging for, like, handshakes and crap. Like, it was like, if you want to meet Joe Exotic, you pay $15 or whatever. Mm. You know? He's Sounds got he's right. got trumpets and trollops in the back. Like, oh, you yeah. know, it was, like, it was like that. He was but into he some was, weird stuff. Well, he was very gay, so. No, I, that's what I'm saying. He just he just dealt them. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, you know, Carol Baskin... Like, they yeah. found her husband in, right like, two years ago. Yeah. And, like, nobody reported on it. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just, like, living in Cancun. He came forward and was like, hey, I'm fine. I just left. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about the craziest part of that? I mean, you know, the, the murder for hire plot and, like, all that stuff. But, like, I think the craziest part is that two young straight dudes were like, I'll marry this guy. You know? I'm like, wait, but... But like, why? You know, like, what was, what were they getting? They're like, well, I just like tigers a lot. I don't know. And then one of them ended up dying, and it was like, 
I, I mean, like, what the heck? Like, just, just like, even from a personal story, even if none of the other stuff happened, that's wild, you know? Uh, maybe it was also that it was 2020 and we couldn't do anything else, so we were all going to focus in on this guy's crazy life. But, but anyway, yeah, I'm just there, there's a lot of things that are that are interesting with this, and this is just a short one, just for fun. But it's something really to consider that how many times do people? I mean, I know how many times people fake their own death. I've done that one. But how many times would people fake a kidnapping and actually find a way to get away with it? Because ultimately, there's only two options. <laughs> Like, either you actually disappear, which is just as good as faking your own death, in which case you'd be better off just faking your own death because then people won't look as hard. As if you say, I'm kidnapped, people are going to keep looking, obviously. But either you end up disappearing forever or you somehow come back and then you've got to, like, dig yourself out of that hole because, like I said, I was kidnapped and, like, they just – we I beat them at, you know, I beat them at poker and they said, oh, we got to let you go now, right? Like, right. Or, like, we were playing Connect Four and I connected four and here I am, you know? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm just, it's just such a crazy idea to me, and it's just so strange. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that they're, this couple's not together anymore. And uh, I, I I, I'm sure they're not. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her for that. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I didn't have a ton to bring this time. I've got bigger, badder episodes coming up. I just thought we could have a little bit of fun, maybe do a couple accents, you know, uh, talk about New Year's Eve and, uh, and faking a kidnapping because it's tangentially – related to this because it's kind of a conspiracy let's be real yeah you're right a yeah he tried it is a conspiracy he tried to make a conspiracy failed miserably but yeah in fact he could have been charged with conspiracy uh ex- except for the fact that he had no priors so they didn't really they didn't really gave him a slap on the wrist they didn't really give him uh, that much trouble for it but i don't know man 200 hours of police time that's that they, they i don't know how much they pay their police but i feel like that's a good amount of money yeah maybe they get paid a little better over there yeah maybe, maybe they do i don't know i mean I guess that wraps this one up, right? More or less, unless you want to do more, uh, unless you want to do more Sesame Street bits. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, I'm here for that. Otherwise, I'm done, and uh, everyone else can everyone can just stop listening here. Yep, just end it now. Click. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, no, but but I mean, really, here's here's the here's what I want. I always want to end up with a question, right? And uh, and we're gonna do a lot a lot more deep dives and, and things. But I think I think the question here is, if you were a person with a motorbike. And uh, you wanted to go and, and see a woman that you pay to lay with um, and not be found out by your family. How would you do it? Would you do the same thing that Paul did? Or would you have a more creative way of, of figuring it out? And, uh, you know, hypothetically, how, how, would it, how would it end for you? What's your, what's your bailout plan? Do you even have a bailout plan? Or are you just like Paul thinking you're going to wing it? You know? I don't know. Nick, what would you do <laughs> if you had a motorbike? And you were paying a prostitute, and you needed to keep this from from your family. It's a hard question. It's a hard question. (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't be so judgmental of Paul because it's kind of tricky, you know. I mean, clearly he like wanted to set up something, be like, "Oh, what's the most valuable thing I have? My motorbike, of course." Yeah, obviously. So everybody wants that. Motorbike's freaking rad, bro. But I, I'm also like thinking he's he's seen this he's seen this woman before. Right, and he's gotten away with it before. I, maybe he just got greedy, and he was like, "I'm paying for a double shift, and I don't want to go home, so that's why I've got to be kidnapped. Because otherwise, on New Year's Eve, it would raise suspicion naturally. But again, raises the question: Why New Year's Eve? That's a night that like you were you would be expected to be home or out with friends. Like he could have just been out with friends, you know? <laughs> True. His his Middle Eastern friends could have been like taking him to a bar, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It makes me think, like just like I think about Chuck E. Cheese. But um, 
that's it. Short one this week, but check out our socials. Um, yes. We're on all of them. And you can find us under Zeitgeist pretty much everywhere um, or the Zeitgeistpod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email with your own theories, stories, or insights. Uh, we will be happy to receive them and use them uh, for our own benefit. Yes, of course. Of course. Naturally. Of course. Of course. And if you want some merch, go buy some yeah. from someone because yeah. we don't have any. I didn't mean our merch. Just if you want merch in general, you, you can get them. It's just not from us. Yes. Sorry. I keep getting things keep – my phone keeps buzzing and it's bugging me. Yeah. Sorry. Just turn it off. Ah. Throw, throw it out the window. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh, you actually – oh, oh, that's broken. Right, that's, oh, damn it. Oh. Whoops. It's – oh, man. Oh, it's it's, it's terrible. No, it's fine. All right. Well, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Nick's got our episode next week. It's going to be awesome. And then the next time I talk, two weeks from now, I've got a much bigger episode uh, surrounding something that I think you'll find very interesting, i.e., things the government is keeping from you. Yes. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>